Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Big Green Thrifts. Today, we're going to be talking all about thrift shopping, including tips and tricks for going thrift shopping and different thrifting opportunities. Stick around for the end of the episode to hear Elena interview Eileen Lambert from Listen Community Services in Hanover. All right, to start off the episode, let's quickly go over the basics of thrifting and shopping for secondhand clothing. So when we talk about secondhand clothing, it's useful to first recognize that there are several different types of platforms within this market. The main distinction within available secondhand clothing markets is between thrift shops and what we call resale or consignment shops. Traditionally, a thrift shop is a store where you will find gently used items at discounted prices, and the store typically operates to raise money for charity. Indeed, many thrift shops are mainly operated as charity shops. For example, Goodwill is a nonprofit thrift store where community members donate gently used items and a large portion of the store's earnings go towards supporting local programs that provide charitable services, things like employment and training, housing support, and financial stability for community members in need. In other words, thrift stores like Goodwill provide affordable goods, but that's not their main purpose. Their main purpose is actually to raise money to help people in need in their communities. Another type of secondhand clothing market is the resale shop or consignment store. So unlike thrift shops, um, which are nonprofits and rely on donations, a consignment shop is for profit. And the person who brought the item to the shop is usually going to share in a percentage of the sale of that item. Sometimes consignment stores have higher selection standards than thrift shops. So they might have kind of a more curated or slimmer selection of clothing um, available. And as a result, consignment and resale shops will tend to have higher prices than a thrift shop. So each method of shopping for secondhand clothing has its benefits and drawbacks, but no matter what kind of store you choose to go to, secondhand shopping promotes environmental sustainability and cyclical production chains, rejects poor labor conditions in fast fashion, and will save you money in the process. So I know for many people, myself included, the process of thrifting and actually finding a great piece that you really love and find useful and want to incorporate your, into your wardrobe can be pretty challenging and intimidating, especially in a place like a nonprofit thrift store where there's just so much merchandise to go through and to choose from. But that's why we're here to help. Yeah, I have some great thrifting tips for all you guys. So thrifting can be a great way to find both cheap basics and unique pieces. One of my favorite things to look for is denim, especially Levi's denim. Um, and you can find this at every kind of curated thrift store and at most Goodwills and Salvation Armies. Something that I saw on TikTok is if you look for the red tag or orange tags, these are especially rare um, and valuable. Usually the men's denim has a better selection, but the sizes are larger. Later on the podcast, maybe we can talk about easy ways to upcycle clothes, because even though the sizes are usually large, it's easy to hem them or take jeans in. However, this opens up the issue of plus size option and taking them from people who actually need them. There are tons of easy DIYs to do for jeans that can make a plain pair really cool. Some of my favorites are bleaching, painting, adding rivets, embroidery, distressing, or even patches. The thrift store is a great place to look for staple outerwear pieces, especially classic ones like a denim jacket, a leather jacket, or a blazer. I find it's best to keep it simple. Again, most of these tend to be oversized, but for outerwear, that's less of an issue because it's usually how it's styled. You can also find a lot of unique outerwear pieces for great prices. Unique statement pieces can be intimidating and not worth the money if you feel like it's something you'd only wear occasionally. Hence why thrifting is great. For outerwear especially, but really any clothing item, 
Thrifting stores give you the option of finding something really cool that you wouldn't usually wear at a reasonable price, while also giving the option of lots of great basics. But the, oh my God, sorry. Some of my favorite basics to look for at secondhand stores are denim as discussed above, sweats and joggers in all kinds of colors, sweatshirts, crewnecks, vintage sweatshirts. And again, there's lots of really easy ways to customize these. One of my favorite is just cropping, but there's also ways using uh, rubbing alcohol or other kinds of uh, liquid that you can remove the vinyl logos. Cause a lot of times you'll find a great sweatshirt and it's got somebody's high school on it or some other random logo. Outerwear, as mentioned above, tank tops. These are also really great for layering, easy to crop and super inexpensive. Shoes are another great basic to find. They're usually in okay condition, but considering the price, they can be a great buy. I found a lot of great leather, especially boots at thrift stores. And these are usually found in abundance in the fall. Another fall staple are flannels, a super easy staple piece and one you can find at any thrift store. Some of my favorite statement pieces to find are cool pants. They're probably my favorite, favorite thing to thrift. You can find lots of interesting patterns, colors, and fabrics. Unique pants can be really easy to style too if the rest of the outfit is kept simple. Lingerie is another great statement piece. Their stores usually have really cute corsets, baby dolls, and vintage lingerie pieces that can be styled as normal tops or dresses. Shoes, again, the condition of shoes isn't always great, but you can find really fun shoes at the thrift store. Some of my favorites are boots, heels, even clogs, literally anything. Shoes are a really easy way to change the entire vibe of an outfit. And lastly is outerwear. Just like shoes, a cool jacket can change the whole look of an outfit. If you're looking for a certain style, especially vintage, you can research brands from that era you really like and then look for those brands or similar ones when you thrift or online such as Depop. eBay is another great thrifting resource. You can usually find vintage lots, which includes lots of, lots of pieces for a reasonable price. My favorite kinds of thrift stores are curated ones, which lie in between a Goodwill and a high-end vintage shop. I tend to do most of my thrifting in person, but I know there's lots of great online stores too. Wow, those are some really great tips, Mallory, thank you. Um, before we move on to kind of talking about online thrifting, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. I'm wondering, like when you're thrift shopping, do you prefer to go to a place kind of with an idea in your mind of what you're looking for, like a particular type of item or, or like a type of shoe or, you know, pants or outerwear, or do you just like to kind of go and, and free for all, look through everything, find what sticks and take that? Hmm. It really depends. Um, I usually like to go in with kind of an idea that way, especially at a place like Goodwill or Salvation Army, where there's so much options, it can be daunting. Um, I like to go in with something really specific in mind, like I'll know if I'm looking for pants or a jacket, it makes it a lot easier. But I think part of the magic of thrifting is you go in and you can find like really random things that you totally weren't expecting. So I think there's no right way to thrift necessarily, but if you're looking for something specific, it can be uh, better to plan ahead for sure. Yeah, I agree with Mallory. It can be a, lot, a little daunting sometimes, but I've also found a lot of great uh, flare pieces at thrift stores, which is especially great at Dartmouth because I feel like it's always in high demand. Uh, but going back to what Mallory mentioned earlier um, about online thrifting and Depop, I personally have loved online thrifting, especially throughout quarantine um, and with all the stores being closed. And it's definitely becoming a lot more popular these days, especially in a world that's increasingly dominated by virtual interactions. 
There are a ton of platforms available for buying and selling gently used clothing, as well as vintage pieces and handmade garments and accessories. One of those platforms is our very own Big Green Thrifts Instagram account, which is available for all members of the Dartmouth community to buy and sell their gently used clothing, shoes, and accessories. Community members can just DM us pictures and descriptions of the items that they want to sell, and then we post them for our followers to see and potentially purchase. Students who are off campus can also use Big Green Thrifts. Um, they just ship the items from their home or have items shipped to them for a small shipping fee. We started the account just last term and have already had a great deal of success while operating safely under COVID guidelines. But outside of our own account, there are also a lot of other Instagram accounts um, that are dedicated to finding cute thrifted pieces and posting them for their followers, kind of taking the work out for um, people who don't like thrift shopping as much. Some of my personal favorites are Thrift Town and Thrifty Soul, both of which um, sell items at affordable prices and even offer the option to bid or buy it now or bin, which usually means you'll pay a higher price, but you will definitely get the item you want. Instagram offers a really easy way for those who may not enjoy or feel comfortable shopping in person, especially during COVID times. Most accounts will also showcase outfits to give followers inspiration um, for trying out new styles, which can be really helpful if you're just getting into thr thrifting. There are also a lot of online platforms dedicated to thrifted and vintage clothing. Options range from high-end brands such as Maven Vintage and Urban Renewal to more affordable options like ThreadUp, Poshmark, and Depop. I personally love Depop as they offer a wide range of custom and vintage pieces that you really can't find anywhere else. They have custom painted shoes, handmade rings, and embroidered jeans, uh, but those are just some of the things that they offer. I love Depop as well. I found some of my favorite pieces on Depop. However, sometimes I found you can find the same thing on Depop at the thrift store or at Goodwill for a way lower price. So um, I think you just have to kind of look out on Depop, but they definitely have amazing, really unique pieces. Yeah, Mallory's definitely right about that. And I think we're going to address that problem in future episodes of the podcast, but she's definitely right about that. Um, and then just one last idea, something I've done with my own friends as well, our virtual closet cleanouts, where we each choose some items we no longer want and offer to trade each other for new pieces. It's a really great way to spice up your own wardrobe without actually spending any money or creating an environmental footprint. That sounds like so much fun, Sydney. I'll definitely have to try that out sometime. Um, I've also come across other people who who want to get kind of rid of some of their pieces in their own wardrobe and they'll just um, create a private story on either Snapchat or Instagram and invite their followers to follow that and then sell their pieces on that, which I think is a kind of cool, creative and easy way to sell things through your social media account without, you know, actually going to a consignment store and trying to sell through them. Um, but yeah, definitely so many different ways you can be creative and sell your clothing or buy clothing um, secondhand. Yeah, that social media idea sounds like a great one. I once tried to sell my clothes at a consignment store um, and I brought so many pieces in thinking that they were going to accept all my pieces and they took one thing from me to sell. Um, and they gave me, I think, 30% of what they decided to sell it for. So I made, I think, probably like $5. So I think selling on your own um, could be a way better option than trying to go to like a Buffalo Exchange or um, an in-person thrift store. Yeah, that's so true. The same thing has happened to me. I bring in my clothes to a shop and they give me like $2 for something that I is almost brand new. It's crazy. 
but going back to the in-person options, um, next up, we have Elena interviewing Eileen from Listen to get a more in-depth perspective on how Listen conducts their thrift shopping. Thank you for the introduction, Sydney. I'm so excited. So hello, everybody. Um, my name is Elena. I'm here talking to Eileen Lambert of Listen Community Services, who will introduce herself just now. And we're really excited to talk about Listen and Dartmouth and how we can really help Listen get their, get their job done. So Eileen, please introduce yourself. Thank you. Uh, my name is Eileen Lambert, and I'm the development director at Listen. And development director at an institution like Listen has, has two sort of functions. One is to keep our name out there so people know what we do and how helpful we are to people who have needs in the Upper Valley. And the other part of my job is to raise money. Yeah, thank you. So we're really excited to get into um, talking to you. You just mentioned some of your function as raising money. So how does that work for you? Can you speak a little bit to how you raise funds and how that, how that helps Listen? So Listen has two real um, primary avenues of um, income. And one is going to be interesting to you guys because it has to do with our thrift stores. So our thrift stores uh, function on entirely on donations from people usually in the Upper Valley. Because people make donations, all of the money we make from sales at our thrift stores fund our programs. And what's important about that is our programs are the most important thing we do. We, we have a food pantry and we have a community dinner and we help people with their heating bills and we help people with their rent if they need it. And, and we're here to serve the needs of people in the Upper Valley. So about 25% of our revenue comes from our thrift store. So those sales provide about 25% of the cost of running our programs. And then my job is to raise uh, the other money we need. So I will ask specific people um, for help. I'll put out you know, email blasts to everybody we've got on our, our email chain. Wow, that's, that's really nice and actually something that I feel like more Dartmouth students need to know about because we primarily associate Listen with being a sort of thrift store and I think, mm -hmm. and it, we see it as like a place for us to shop and not are not always necessarily aware of the things that, you know, Listen is doing in terms of their community service. And so along those lines, how do you think, does, does Listen do any sort of program for providing warmer clothing to, to people in need? So if a person calls our um, offices and our main offices are on 60 Hanover Street in Lebanon, a person can call up and say, um, I, I don't have enough warm clothing, my children don't have enough warm clothing, and we give them a store voucher. So you might come by our store and we've issued you a, a store voucher for $100 so you can go to one of our thrift stores and use that voucher as if it were money so you can get what you need. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's really great. And I figured there would have been um, some sort of program like that. And so do you think that, do you ever find yourself in need of more items of a certain type that, that people are needing or, um, and are, are those, what, it, what how does that impact, you know, your primary buyers um, in general? I would say that there's a seasonal part of this that when the winter months uh, start to come up, you know, we're talking about fall and, and now uh, we always need more, you know, really warm jackets and heavy duty boots and snow pants for kids and that kind of stuff. Um, we tend to get a lot of clothing. Uh, that's our, that's the bulk of what we have. We also get a lot of um, dishes and kitchenware, small appliances, furniture, 
Um, basically, we, we had an explosion of donations um, because we decided at some point that everybody spent their, their COVID quarantine cleaning out their closets, which I think is probably true. Um, and we were getting so much stuff coming into our thrift stores that we had to limit the donation hours because we just couldn't process yeah. the stuff as fast as it was coming in. So our donation hours had to shrink to nine to noon. Yeah. Can you, can you speak a little bit to, to the processing or that sort of the process of when donations come in? We have people there who are just have made themselves knowledgeable about what certain things are worth. Um, sometimes we get things that are actually fairly valuable and we have somebody who's knowledgeable about antiques to make sure that we're um, treating those the way they need to be treated. Um, we're trying to price our belongings so that people can afford them. Um, so we're, we're trying to get this balancing act of we want to make sure that the people who come to our store who are, who are really needy can afford the clothes that we have. On the other hand, all of the money we make are what's funding our program. So we don't want to go too dirt cheap because, you know, we need this money. Yeah, I think I think that when I go to, I think that there's people who go to listen who can, you know, afford to be paying higher prices for the items that they're getting. And I think it's really great that 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 way we have opportunities to give donations um, there to say, hey, like I probably would have bought this thing that I'm getting for $3 for $10. So I'm just going to donate that extra seven along those lines or not along those lines. But what, what advice or tips do you think you would give to students at Dartmouth who are interested in in either thrifting in the Upper Valley at, at Listen or um, donating clothes to be thrifted. And maybe just if you could speak a little bit to like, you know, how, how we can help and where we can find a space both in the thrifting and in the community services for, for moving forward. Um, I'm very interested in building a, a bridge to more of the Dartmouth community. Um, you know, Dartmouth is part of the Upper Valley. We're part of the Upper Valley. Um, I'm very interested in that, in that connection. So if, if students want to, I know you're, you're, you've got your own thrift center so I don't want to be taking away from what you guys are doing but if you have clothes that you're you're done with or they don't fit anymore or all the different things we accept them and, and just know that whatever we sell them for you're helping a neighbor in need uh, so there, there should there should be good feeling about that love the fact that the Dartmouth uh, students like to come and shop at our stores uh, one of the um, cashiers would say would you like to round up so if you bought something for $3.50 and we're willing to pay the extra $4, that 50 cents are, mm -hmm. uh, is going to go straight to heating helpers um, because I've got a matching grant for $25,000. So I'm trying to raise $25,000 in the month of February. And then this anonymous donor is going to give me $25,000 and then I'll have $50,000 uh, to help people heat their homes. So whether you donate things right now to the thrift shop or you, or you buy things and are willing to round up, those things are really helpful. In the summer, when hopefully we're, a bunch of us are vaccinated and, and the quarantine feels less stifling, uh, I would really invite uh, kids to, to think about, you know, volunteering your time. Uh, we've got a you know, food pantry that needs people to help out. Uh, we've got a community dinner down on Route 4, right? at the river of over the river to uh, White River Junction, where we serve 200 hot meals a day uh, to people who simply don't have enough food to eat. And you can donate your time at the thrift store, um, you know, helping us put things on racks and move things around. And I think what, what is really purposeful about 
volunteering one's time in addition to volunteering one's you know, stuff or resources or money is that you become familiar with the face of need and it helps you become much less judgmental about who is this person who needs something and oh look they look just like me and you know you, you get a little bit of sense of you know there but for the grace of god go i it could be any of us who fall on hard times and need help uh, it's not sort of the others um, and yeah. it just makes it all much more real and makes these people real people because they are real people and i i think that's very important for all of us to understand that uh, you know the face of poverty looks just like all of our faces and um, it, it, one of the things I love about the staff at Listen is that they treat everybody who comes to us in need of help with just tremendous dignity. No, I, I, I loved hearing that. Thank you for that. That was, that was beautiful to hear. Just being at Dartmouth and being in Hanover, it's so easy to get stuck in that bubble. And it was actually last year that um, I went with a local activist. I was interviewing for a class um, and I went with her to one of her heating assistance program meetings. And I was like, wow, like this is something I don't think of. I have my thermostat and I adjust it. And she's sitting here in a circle talking to people who are just so cold. And it's really like that. Those are things that, you know, we can so often take for granted because we have our heated libraries and our heated rooms. And, you know, we can complain about walking down the street to the library, but ultimately there's a, there's a warm place waiting for us. And I think it's so, so important for us to sort of try harder to extend out of just, you know, what is immediately around us in Hanover. And there's so many local, you know, NGOs, Listen being one of them, Maynard House being one of them, like all these, um, you know, community organizations doing doing really, really good things. So I definitely really appreciate how you've taken out the time to, to do this. And I really hope that we get a lot of students listening in. Hopefully, once the opportunities are there, I know, I know I'm going to try to get involved um, once, once there are more opportunities available. And hopefully this will encourage more students to get involved, more students to donate, um, both clothes, time, and, and money as well. And so again, I really, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and I hopefully we can, you can start seeing more of our faces soon as well. That would be a pleasure. And tell your, tell your listening audience that, you know, they only have to, you know, reach out and ask us what they can do and we'll help them. Again, thank you, Eileen, um, for, for talking with us. Thank you, Sydney, Mallory, and Julie for leading the beginning part of this. Um, and thank you to our audience for listening in. We are so happy you're here and we really, really hope you learned something. Thank you.